We out here. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> Let me do the intro, Tanner. Damn it. Um, <laughs> welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to your favorite podcast and mine and ours, the podcast of us. Episode four. This one is titled Daddy Pedro because Zam Zaddy, we got a new daddy in town. Uh, I, I am a host number one. Uh, Stephen Rose, this is my partner in crime. You may know him as Tanner Cherry. Hello. Uh, I am a super fan of The Last of Us, if you guys didn't know that. I actually went and I looked up a bunch of Last of Us information before this podcast so that when you nerds come in here to correct me, as you have proven <laughs> to do every single episode, um, I will have the most fullest of information. I love the game, can't get enough of it, loving the show, and we're here to break it down, give you some behind the scenes. And that's where host number two comes in. Ah, uh, yes, I am Mr. Tana Cherry. Um, I spent a life, or a year of my life, I spent a lifetime. A in, whole life. I spent a lifetime working on uh, building sets for The <laughs> Last of Us. It felt like that sometimes, right? Because, like, working for the film industry is nuts. Like, 10-hour ten, ten days is standard. 11 to 12 was, you know, often. And 70 hours a week was not uncommon. It was invigorating, but, whew, I don't know if I want to go back. I, there's, there's word that I might be able to jump onto season two. And I'm like, don't act like you ain't going. Oh, I, <laughs> I want to so bad. But now that like, well, okay. So my, yeah, Luca, our, our little son, he was born halfway through working on this production, but he was like a potato. <laughs> he was a tiny thing that just needed, you know, just, he, he didn't move, but now he's, he's got thoughts and opinions and he runs around and I want to spend time with him. <laughs> so 70 hours a week is like, <laughs> You don't want to hang out with potatoes? What the hell? What are you not Polish? So yeah, for those of you who don't know, this is he worked as a scenic carpenter building sets and stuff for season one of The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. So we have a little bit of behind the scenes sort of information, shots and stuff from the uh, show, <clears throat> what it was like working on production, and of course, uh, deviations and or feelings and thoughts on the episode and predictions. So that's the kind of stuff we uh, we go through. So yeah, we're on episode th- four. Episode four. We there you go. Correct. Episode four. <laughs> so uh, this episode uh, was a little different, obviously, coming off the, the hop uh, off the back of, of sort of uh, breaking, breaking Bill or, you know, uh, broke back Bill, whatever the heck you want to call it. Uh, the awesome episode we last had, which, you know, has we've unfortunately crossed a little bit of tr- dramatization from the, the audience of the show and, and, and fans and stuff, which, you know, I remember we were talking about last time you hadn't seen a ton of um, disagreeable people. Uh, yeah, I thought I, most of what I saw, the response to the episode from my perspective was v- yeah. overwhelmingly positive. I hadn't really seen anybody. And actually, it was after we recorded our last podcast talking about it. There was somebody that was, you know, on, our, on a, a friend of my on my Facebook started posting about how, you know, the, how this and that, like all the things they were mad about. And I, I kind of like challenged them on it, just being like, hey, like there was somebody else that, that chimed in and was like, hey, like a lot of our homies in Alberta here worked on the production. Like it's, you're kind of being a dick right now. Like what's, where's this coming from? And then I stepped in and I was just like, stop just saying it's bad or it's this, like, let me know. Like give me context. Like what are your thoughts? What did you, what didn't you like? And then he kind of just admitted to just like, well, everybody was just, there was so many people saying that it was so good and it was so this and so that. So I just wanted to be the contrarian. And I was just like, What a thing to admit to. I just want to be a contrarian. I thought we were going to have a good discussion. I just want to be an unlikable bastard. (laughs) Exactly. I I thought we were going to have a good discussion, and it turned out to just be like, why did I even comment? (laughs) I'm not even homophobic. I just don't like anyone. I want everyone to be unhappy. It's funny because I I have a friend uh, who 
is, you know, uh, uh, friends with an, an ex of theirs. And they were just saying that uh, they, were, they were asking, what's what's the big deal? Why was season three or sorry, season Jeep, Jeepers episode three? Why was episode three talked up so much? What the heck? Why? Was, you know, and I asked, them, like, well, what's this person's context? You know what? You know, and they said, oh, they watched it with this this person that they're seeing, this girlfriend of theirs who they don't like. <laughs> they're very disagreeable. They're button heads constantly. I'm like, yeah, I think if I was in a sort of a toxic place in my life or I'm unhappy, uh, those scenes might not land in the same way. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I watched it with someone I really care about. It was very emotionally involved. I was like, oh, I love this person I'm talking to. I love this person I'm with. And I love this this scene, this depiction of love. And this, you know, just, I felt it all a lot because it, it, contextually, I, I felt, you know, I felt the connection to it. You know, like it's... Yeah, it was moving. You know, it's... Yeah, it's very moving, right? So I feel like if you're coming from it from like a sort of sad and dark place where you're feeling kind of lonely and whatever the heck, I could see, you know, where that and then a slight tint of homophobia kind of kicks in and you're, you know, it just really makes you yeah. unhappy. So those, so those people, I, I challenge you to maybe just watch it again with someone you really care about. You don't have to be in love with them. Heck, watch it with your freaking sister, your brother, you know, and just remind yourself that you're loved and we all love you and uh we want you to enjoy the rest of the show so you know it doesn't i'm not gonna say it gets less gay because it doesn't but uh <laughs> you know it just gets differently gay so <laughs> so yeah so moving on to the start of this episode which i really want to i want to sort of get your thoughts on uh we start off we're in the truck we're with joel and ellie and we are uh leaving frank and uh frank and bill's place in that in that very brightly colored truck i don't know if you noticed that but oh yeah no i remember i remember seeing that truck um it was actually near the end of the product no i guess i saw it mid-production because i i i wasn't there for the 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 crash scene when they when they drove through the front of that laundromat but i did see like a lot of my friends that were there that day on set they were taking videos of the crash and everything because they really they that was one of those ones where like they had one shot really to do the crash and i think they had, they had definitely, at the end of the production, I've got pictures of, like, I think there was four or three of Bill's truck. There was, there's, there's many different, right? Because, like, depending on what yeah. the scene requires, they, they, they wreck them multiple times or they do this or that. Um, same with uh, Tommy's, the one in the first episode. There was, there's yeah, yeah. multiple of those, right? Because they, they just get beat up and they just use so many of them. And also, oh man, that's one thing that I want to talk about is a, a cool film thing about why they have multiple vehicles. Wait, maybe I should just look for that now while we're talking about that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I can carry for a sec that when I first sort of saw that vehicle, because, you know, the scene opens, obviously Ellie's got her gun right off the bat and it's her looking in the mirror doing the pew, pew. Pew, pew, whatever the heck, right? So it was uh, I have something a little to say bit about of that her, too. you know. Yeah, do you? Okay, yeah. so it's her kind of doing the tough guy in the mirror type thing and yeah. pulling the gun out and whatever the heck. And she even smells it, which is interesting because there's like lots of um, <laughs> maybe. Oh, mental, yeah, she does. She note. smells maybe it. Like, maybe don't do this next time. But <laughs> <laughs> it smells like gunpowder, right? <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm gonna, it must. It I'm going to hit the but, second uh, scene here. This was one of the pictures that I took of the uh, – it says McDonald's bathroom, which is funny. But I remember looking at this um, – actually, funny. This says episode 105, scene 501. So, yeah, there was some restructuring going on for sure. But this was a – Episode 105. Well, it's yeah. like you were saying, though, right, where they had to cut – or not cut. They lengthened the first episode and sort of – extended yeah. some of these other ones right yeah, because this the, is one of the first episodes we saw where this is actually shorter than an hour yeah this is 40 43 minutes long or something like that well i remember seeing so this if, render right and i was like 
I don't remember this from the game. That is so cool. Right? And and the minute the episode opens and I see because or no, it wasn't was it immediately when she was pointing the gun in the mirror? Yeah, I think right after the credits pop, she's yeah, yeah. pulling the gun out and looking and in the mirror. Of course, like I'm sitting next to my wife and I'm just like, oh! you know, like, oh, this is <laughs> that's that, the thing. This is that because <laughs> this is the context that's that I had <laughs> was this funny little, you know, that's Chris. You don't you don't know that character? It's Chris. <laughs> it's, it's Ellie's evil, evil twin sister, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool. Like it's that was one of those moments where like. You know, I, I'm seeing reference photos on paper and like scenes come together, like like construction things and then like seeing yeah. the cold open and like the scene come together and the mirror and then the gun in the mirror. It was like, oh, like this is so cool. It's it's it, it's like Christmas Day every fucking episode. I get to see this cool realization of this concept. And it's, it's yeah. so wild having like back or like behind the scenes. Uh, and it's not much. I have like a little bit of behind the scenes. I don't have behind the scenes. We got more script. than most of you. Yeah. <laughs> more than most of you. Keep listening. Yeah. But it was it was cool. I remember just being like, ah, that's, ah, that's that scene. That's that scene. Well, that's that's awesome. So I like that. Um, I like that a lot because uh, it was kind of interesting looking to her character where she's looks so tough and she's all grizzly with the gun in the mirror. But then, you know, pew, 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 pew. You know, like, oh, this is still just a kid, right? You, you get yeah. that kind of kind of refreshing reminder ellie's a kid you know, i thought she was like, gonna terrible. blow her fucking head off there because she was like well, she, she does she racks Smelling it out in the gun yeah she like pulls the bullet out of the chamber and like just pulls like, oh, the shit. shell out yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah i thought for sure she was gonna pop pop I'm, something i was gonna shoot the mirror i remember i think who i was watching it with was like don't waste your ammo don't <laughs> waste aim it at the glass like that i don't think that's the plan but that you know <laughs> also i'm pretty sure joel would come out of nowhere what are you doing yeah what are you <laughs> doing this armor and break her arms. <laughs> so, yeah. So at that scene, you know, Joel's obviously had enough of her, whatever the heck. And uh, we get to the point where she finds the pun book, which is, uh, you know, a very um, important thing in the games. She finds a, a pun book and, and starts reading them off. Right. Obviously, it's been. um, I would say it's been improved sort of the, the context, the relationship of the puns to the characters, which is silly obviously but at the same time kind of comes together to sort of paint a really really interesting character for for ellie like there's a point where she's telling jokes to joel and he's just like get get in the truck like i don't yeah. stop talking he's like doesn't want to hear them like it, it, it's funny because you hear this like level of i don't want to hear this ness is is so so hot he's like yeah. a 10 out of 10 on the i haven't laughed in 20 years level you know what i mean and yeah. he literally I don't think, I don't think I've seen him laugh this whole show. Well, and I mean, yeah, jumping to I the end of the think, episode. Yeah, and I think that's kind of fair, right? It kind of makes sense given his background and all this. You kind of get a look into sort of Joel's hardness as a character. Yeah. Uh, when well, when that when that joke comes out, the, to the be joke fair, book, sorry. I mean, like, yeah, like she's she's popping off puns and jokes. Yeah. And like, I I'm only gonna say this because it's like relatable to the, like, I have a loved one right now who's going through pretty extreme grief. And yeah. I can understand why Pedro just does not have the fucking spoons to deal yeah. with a couple shitty jokes. You know, like <laughs> Tess, Tess was, you know, he's like grief is very powerful. And, you yeah. know, it's interesting because like that almost added to watching the relationship between Joel and Ellie take a next, you know, a little bit of like growth to like the yeah. point where like the end of the episode where like I – 
I don't know, like when when he finally like started laughing at that joke when he oh said he was like that God. is so goddamn stupid stupid <laughs> like, yeah i'm losing it yeah. you are losing I it i yeah, actually right? was like laugh crying it was oh, 100%, it just it hit 100%. me it was like i was watching that with too was like really feeling that and yeah. i love that too that scene actually was so powerful when i watched yeah. it the second time because i did watch the episode two times i felt that 100 percent, and that was like such a touching moment and when I saw it my first time through, I actually watched I streamed it live from HBO, whatever the heck, right? The HBO Max, whatever the heck you call it. Crave, I guess. Uh, Crave. <laughs> so they do it when, yeah. So when they, they produce the episode, they release it. They do the hour long, whatever the heck, like live broadcast. You can't rewind it. You can't. Oh, the you, know, you can't do thing? anything. Yes. So yeah. I watched it as it released. And unfortunately, I had a couple of things I had to do in the meantime. I ordered a pizza, this and that. So I missed a yeah, few scenes in the thing. episode. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't like. Oh. I didn't like the episode very much. Um, oh. At first, the first time I saw it, I didn't really like it. But I missed a few small. Um, oh my gosh! Sorry, I'm popping off here. Um, I missed a few small sort of uh, uh, things that made this episode a lot more colorful. And that oh. was kind of one of them. Sort of how the 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 end finished and everything. Like I really felt like. I I missed that scene the first time. I missed the underground crack scene. When I watched it again, I was like, oh, oh, this is actually a really good, really good scene. So, yes, you get a little bit of that, and then you go, you cut, and it's it's Joel's truck or Bill's truck, right? And yep. you see it juxtaposed, this very clean vehicle yeah. juxtaposed against the backdrop <laughs> of all of these curmudgeonly smashed up, overgrown, dead vehicles around them right yeah, which just, really speaks know, that, to that. bill's like friggin ocd right or, or <laughs> like, frank even or frank even because yeah. i i was i was speaking of that with the person i was watching it with and i was kind of like do you think like would bill have been that retentive about the truck you know because we we learned that frank had a lot of a lot of uh a uh, work behind the scenes on on the the quality of life and the aftercare yeah. taken of the town and whatnot right very like attention to detail the luster were, if you will yeah exactly right <laughs> a little bit of sparkle and shine from those lovely gays you know you love to see it um and so and so you know i was kind of wondering and i, I like that because it, it like contextually when you're watching a scene like that I was trying to see what does a shot tell me, and it sort of tells the story of Bill and Frank in an interesting way, of 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 a life that was lived, you know, this this shining bustling beacon that was you know stands out against this backdrop of just overwhelming death, and you know doom, and you know this gloomy setting, everything's gray and green and you know, grown over, and you just see this very bright white and blue truck, beaming down yeah. the roads or whatever, and so that's kind of like their and it their, was clean. you know spaceship. It, it was, was very clean. clean. It was taken to the the car wash like not that long ago. It was sparkling, so it was it was interesting. And then I guess they drive to the woods after that. Yeah, that was an interesting right? scene. Like I remember, like he just hoofs a right off the highway and out through that field. And I remember yep. thinking to myself, like, I'm really curious, like what uh, what are they doing there, right? And then like he yeah. kind of nestles into the trees and they and they take up refuge there. And it, and it was like. You know, that's that's really interesting. Like when you're in those situations, you don't want to be anywhere near the road because somebody yeah. might find you. Right. Somebody might drive past you or like you're, you're you, you just want to go bury Infected, yourself in a could bush be on the main road. Anything. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I remember just being like, that's actually like one of those. I think it was a cool piece of writing in regards to just like giving you an insight into what it would be like to be um, like 20 years past someone who has survived 
20 years past the the outbreak and just <laughs> yeah, knows the yeah. hacks knows the life hacks to exactly keep, keep... you obviously have some some survival yeah you've got some that... you got some tricks that have kept you alive right and but then i would like to weigh in on that same sort of notion and ask what on earth are you doing sleeping outside of the truck in your sleeping bag well, she mentioned that she, didn't she the forest or no maybe that was no, callie sitting no, beside me just, she was like why do you sleep in the truck <laughs> everyone said that everyone who saw that is like why would you not just sleep in the truck i get it you know you don't want no i don't get it no it's wrong i don't get it. i have no context for why you would sleep outside yeah, come of on truck. everybody who's even been the, to a festival even the bed the bed of the truck would be better than the freaking bug laden ground what are you That's trying to get true. ticks that's this is true. how you get Lyme disease. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine Cordyceps destroys the world and you die to fucking Lyme disease from a tick? <laughs> that, that's what I mean. Or you just get some sort of very small, tiny infection that would have been curable anywhere else. And nope, nope, not you though. Oh, you got bit by a spider? Ah, oh, shoot, bud. Sorry to tell <laughs> oh, shoot, you. You got bud. sepsis. A snake? A snake wrapped around your neck? That's it, buddy. I'm sorry. We don't have anti venom anymore. Sorry about that. So yeah, so that. <laughs> That triggered me a little bit, I won't lie. But at the same time, I, you know, it was more cinematic to have them lay outside and hear the crickets and all that stuff. It was very, it was funny actually watching how they lit up the forest as well. If you didn't, guys didn't notice, there's like, the forest is goofily lit. If you watch enough horror movies that take place in the forest, like Blair Witch yeah. or something, you know that the forest is, ba you know, there's, anytime you see a shadow in any, any lit environment, there is a source of light. Right. nearby so there was a lot of cast <clears throat> shadows in the scenes and no identifiable light sources so it looked a little bizarre it Yo, looked a little this weird. is actually one thing that i would love to one uh, river who we had as our guest on yeah. uh, episode two um we gotta have him back on because like in regards to yep. lighting and cinematography um i don't know if you saw prey the Predator film that was shot out Fantastic. here. Fantastic. Fucking such a good movie. Thank God for saving that franchise and not shitting all over it like the previous iteration was. It super could have had the chance to. I was ready for it to slam dunk oh. and just be a woke message, super pilled, you no. know, based unnecessary addition, but it was actually fantastic. It was so, yeah. so good. But River River worked on that and uh he was telling me this crazy story one night when we were hanging out about basically like when you're shooting out in the in those situations the way yeah. that you light situations like that, you can't use like a point of light, even a softbox or like a this or that. Like it's such yeah. a point of light. They basically have to fill a, a like 30 foot balloon and light the inside of the balloon so that it's like this giant glowing orb. And then they friggin' Above. and then they, they, they let it up with helium or whatever. And it's like a yeah. giant balloon that's just like softly casting a wide source of light. And see, I don't think they did that in The Last of Us because I could see shadows cast in goofy directions. Interesting. And I, was like, I was like, this doesn't – I was like, RTX is clearly on. <laughs> and I'm trying to trace these rays back to where they're supposed to go and I'm confused as hell. Because you are such a dirty gamer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? You like that? You like it when I talk like that? <laughs> RTX on, baby. RTX up. <laughs> oh, man. I love it when you ambient occlude me. Um. Oh, my God. Uh, sorry. Sorry, AMD. We're, we're leaving you out here. My bad. Uh, so, so yeah, so a little bit of that. And then then we get the world's best uh, ravioli sponsorship, I think, that I've ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah, Chef Boyardee. Chef, Chef Boyardee's rolling over in his grave doing a little clap for that show because I. it's so funny. It worked. That little ad, because they roll. Joel rolls over, whatever the heck, or no, sorry, uh, Ellie rolls over, and she sees Joel cooking, 
and she checks out this coffee machine thing that I asked what what it was. I was like, is that some kind of magical inverted gravity French press? And I asked a partner foolishly about what it was, and I got like 15 minutes long description of every type of coffee machine. Kind of not what I expected, but you know what? That's what you get. <laughs> so you get. It's called a mocha for anyone who wants to know. It's called a mocha, and it's apparently the best thing you can have while camping. So I learned about yeah, that. Cal- so Callie I promised like, I'd make a reference. Callie instantly was like, oh, my God, like our buddy has that exact camp stove and that exact coffee maker. <laughs> like called a mocha all right i'll have you know it's all called right. a mocha I was all right. freaking, you don't get you don't want you don't want chai here in the comments or she'll she'll, she'll be ripping us up uh yeah so that Sorry, then he, he, she asked you know <laughs> eating the uh eating the ravioli and what is this it's so good that right there is 22 year old ravioli chef yeah. boy rd ravioli yeah it's and a good remember, vintage yeah, <laughs> yeah right and then freaking uh yeah my partner just says uh man i really want ravioli i was like it's working that sponsorship's clearly working. Yeah, that product plays. Twenty-two year old. Yeah, twenty-two year old raviolis getting you going. Holy cow! <laughs> so that was that was funny, and that, I kind of think that was sort of the end of the scene. Sort of really, they just talked a little bit about you know who they don't want to see. You know, oh, why can't we light a fire? Oh, because then the infected will come. And yeah. and and he's like, no, that's not what it is. It. She's like, what? He's like, fungus ain't that smart. Like, People. He looks at her. Yeah, Damn I mean, right. yeah, like he's so. he's alive for a reason, right? He's he's smart enough to know 100%. how not like to think at least one step ahead the the obvious fuck ups. Um, well, it's like when when Ellie asks Joel, "Hey, you know, how do you keep going on if if you have no hope in the world? How do you keep going on unless you have a purpose, right?" And you know, and then he she just says, "You don't know the world, <laughs> you know, you ain't seen it yet." And I love that because that's like such a sort of realistic kind of feeling that you would have. You'd be jaded a little bit, right? So I liked that, too. You're just a kid. You ain't seen shit. <laughs> and we know about Ellie. Historically, she has seen some stuff. She's seen a little more trauma than kids her age. Even given the world, she's, you know, she didn't end up bitten for no reason, as we'll, we'll come to sort of see as the as the show uh, develops a little bit. So, so yeah. So that's, yeah, the passive-aggressive coffee drinking I have marked on my notes. <laughs> Smells like burnt shit. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like then burnt Joel shit, Joel looks yeah. at her and he just goes... <laughs> Yeah, slurp, slurp, slurp. He slurps it up as, as passive aggressively as I've ever seen someone drink coffee in my life. So uh, yeah, shout um, out to uh, to Pedro for that. Yeah, and then they go they go from there to try and get into. Uh, this is one scene that I want to talk about. They want to get into the city, right? And they they yeah drive up this road and they get to an impasse. There you go. Which well, I remember hey. just being like, why the fuck can't you drive drive up and like up and around and over. Right. Um, uh, so that scene, I'll switch over to here. This is uh, this Google Street View. Yo. This is Airport Trail in Calgary, and this is that. Uh, Shut up! That's what that is. Yeah, That's this is road was. This is. Um, I can't remember how many years ago it was. It's less than five in Calgary. They built an underpass underneath the airport. So it goes underneath the uh, where the planes land, right? The planes come in and, yeah. and like land right here, and they built this underpass, so it's like a little tunnel system. And yeah, for like two days, they just rammed this full of the broken up, busted ass cars, and like stuffed it all up. And this is where they pull up to, and they kind of get yeah. to that point where they're like, "What do we do? <clears throat> I don't know why you can't just yeah. drive up the fucking hill." <laughs> like hundred percent, a hundred percent. I remember just watching that scene, just being like, "Damn, dude, come on." <laughs> well, you know, you know what it looks like too, though. 
for us as the viewing audience, you just assume, oh, there's a wall, or there's a car, or yeah. I don't I yeah. actually don't know. He, he I kind of like, watched that thinking something similar, but I don't he, think like, I actually... He, like, looks through, right? He looks through, like, the crack between the cars. And it's clear on the other yeah. side! Yeah, and it's like, oh, uh, there's nothing blocking it. But yeah. it was, like, rammed full of cars here. Yeah, I remember just being like, why the hell... Why the hell don't you just drive up there? <laughs> you also could have pressed your truck against it and probably pushed where the semi like uh, 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 can is, the semi can that it's pulling. Yep. You could have probably pushed against that and forced open a, a bit with your truck. You could have done that also. But it, you know what? For the sake yeah. of uh, yeah, cinematic consistency, we'll just say that uh, <laughs> impossible. Couldn't have. It's an imp- it's impassable. You might even it's say it's impassable. <laughs> um yeah so uh, yeah. that was that was a funny scene i remember just being like damn it like god you can just drive up the you little hill too much yeah it's, it's because I've, I've driven through there right i've, I've like that's that's my hometown yeah, so <laughs> my immersion a, your, yeah my immersion bro. <laughs> so yeah and then i want to take this moment to just say really quickly i need to weigh in i love so obviously this is called daddy pedro because we see some some real daddying in this one we get some zam zaddy going on here but i do gotta say Joel is developing some kind of whack accent, and I just can't put my finger on it. I don't know what flavor of like of of like um, Latin America cross Texas cross like Chicago. I just don't know what this accent is, and it's taken me about four episodes to really like settle in with the fact that I can't place it, and that I, I don't like it. But at the same time, I think it it, it makes sense because a lot of Joel's acting or Pedro's acting for these scenes has Joel being kind of more quiet, more reserved. So he's just kind of whispering things and saying things under his breath type stuff. So really, Joel is a lot more yelling in the game, to be honest. Yeah. He yells a lot more. Actually, shout out so, to the uh, the Critical Drinker YouTube channel that oh, everybody I love should him know. Sometimes, Man, sometimes his, I love him. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, but like for the most part... He can part, be a little too base. <laughs> yeah, but I, I did watch his... Um, review of i think it was episode three because he was he was actually like he was quite happy with you know the whole bill and frank situation nice. he was like this was this was yeah. great writing and like it was really impactful characters and like they they dug into your heart and they they made an impact and it was great tv it was it was good storytelling nice but that he was like super yeah. pissed about joel and ellie he was just like what the hell's happening with joel like joel's letting up way too quickly joel doesn't let up quickly in the game you know, it is true. He is warming up <laughs> a little faster, but there is some body language stuff that still kind of leads to him, shows him being cold, I guess. But at the same time, we don't have quite the same amount of time with these characters that we would yeah. have in a game. Well, what is, what is the expected? Episodes, what is the expected duration of playtime for your first pass through The Last of Us? Probably like 18, 19, 20 hours. 20 hours. So we're looking at more than <clears throat> double of what a television series yeah. can. But then again, with a game. You, I think actually Steven Squiggle that I was uh, talking to the other day there, he said, like, yeah. your first pass-throughs might be 18 or 20 hours, but he said, like, if, if you've been through the game a number of like times, it'd probably be like 8 or 10. Yeah. Which is, which is about... It, you could do like 4. <laughs> that's about what this series is going to be on yeah. TV, right? So it, it can have somewhat similar pacing. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of the passive dialogue that happens in the game that sets the tone for the character. Whereas you don't really get to have as much um, 
not moot, but seemingly inconsequential moments from set piece to set piece. You don't really get to walk around the show in the same way you do in a game where, you yeah, know, piloting. the simple find something on the ground. Hey, Joel, look at this. I don't care. I don't care. You know, you just it's the simple, small development of characters and just sitting with them for so long. And, you know, that you really get a sense of them more so than you do from watching something. You're not quite as involved, so to speak, in the characters in that way. So so obviously so the way that they it's basically we're watching a full cutscene. Uh, you know, they're taking the game and turn it into a cutscene. Right. So the cutscenes of Joel and Ellie, if you took out all the gameplay segments in between, I think it might be more similar, more similarly paced to what we're watching now, right? Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. reasonable. I think for the viewing audience, you don't want a viewing audience who just thinks your main character is an asshole. <laughs> you know? Like, you yeah, know, you want yeah, to be like Velma. relatively likable. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. Have you finally watched that? God, that's No, I'm just, I'm, I'm hearkening back to fucking Moist Criticals breakdown oh, of yeah. it. <laughs> Well, and also we've—I think—I've successfully brought that up almost every episode. Yeah, so right. I'm happy to, yeah, I'm happy to follow up on HBO's other non-critically acclaimed hit, uh, hit in what? all the wrong ways. Can we talk about your Texaco sticker on the back of your fucking clipboard? Why you like it? <laughs> My Texaco sticker. Oil and gas. Yeah, right. We're in we're in Alberta. Yeah, exactly. We're we're from Alberta. We're the oil and gas. We're the Texas of Canada. Yeah, which actually yeah, so okay. that's why we like Joel so much. Speaking of which, that's the thing that's missing, right? Is like the Texan accent. It's like the the Texas. It, the Texas it really is is the Joel, and that's the, the part that yeah, the drawl. Totally, that's the one There's, thing that he it, definitely it, had in the first episode a bit. He tried, and then he just like he wavers back into it, and that's what I'm finding bizarre. If he just committed. And either way, maybe it was like maybe these are scenes that have been chopped up and like, you know, some writer's direction and some director direction that, you know, has changed in between. And so they're just taking the pieces they like, whatever. It just feels a little bit all over the place sometimes. And that comes from someone who obviously knows what Joel's supposed to sound like. So it's a little bit biased. I think as a viewer, you might be able to just shake it off and not really notice. But it's something I have had a hard time with just because I know so much about how Joel sounds. It's like burned into my brain. You know, that's Daddy Joel. So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's just a little strange. It's like if Kratos or something was on yeah. on TV and he just didn't, didn't have the boy. Didn't sound like, boy. didn't sound like Kratos. You know, he just had like a, he's more like, hey, boy, how's it going? Hey, boy. Yeah, Toe for Grace yeah. playing Kratos. Hey, oh, my God, yeah. Well, he did such a good job with Venom. I mean, oh, my God. Why not? <laughs> um, wait, Toe no. Toe for Grace is great at playing a buff black guy. Isn't that the right Gra- guy? No, fucking um, Tom Brady played. Who played Venom? Or, sorry, not Tom Brady. No. <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady. Okay, no. Venom from Spider-Man 3 was Toe for Grace the, from that 70s show. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're totally right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, Obviously, not that more Brady. modern one. Jesus, that's Brady, football. Who Tom, am I? Um, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Hardy. He, yeah. You're that far off. Dude, Jeez, Tom Brady Tom kisses Brady. his dad on the mouth. Tom Brady kisses you know his that? nine-year-old on the mouth. He can, No, he makes out with his dad, though, during and after every game. It's hilarious. He, You can see it. There's videos of him making out with his dad, and it is just so cringe. Tom Brady is interestingly makes, weird. Yeah, he also falls for crypto scams, so maybe not the best. Yeah, idol, that know? guy maybe was one of the. Don't make out with your dad, and don't fall for crypto Tom scams. Tom Brady Those was one of the two pieces of advice. One of the big mouthpieces of FTX, wasn't he? Yes, he yeah, was. I think yeah, I, Sam, I think I saw he Sam lost Bankman like sixty Freed. million dollars or something. 
just recently they announced that well he announced that or his estate whatever the hell his pr team but yeah sorry not to get too uh off off the beaten path there but yeah so that i feel a little weird about his accent but at the same time i do really like the character don't get it wrong i don't think pedro is like poorly acting i just think there's a bit of inconsistency sort of in the direction with his voice yeah i the way that i perceive it is that it, it feels like a lot of pedro pascal and yes. I don't hate that because I, I I like Pedro a lot. Yeah. I after this most recent episode of Saturday Night Live, I fucking love him. Oh my <laughs> god! Gonna, Watch up, tell look you, up, look up Pedro Pascal and Mario Kart if yeah, you haven't uh, if you haven't seen it. Just do yourself a favor and watch the whole episode. I got about three quarters of the way through before I had to come down and do this, but oh, like he's oh he's you're just, coming off hot with that. Okay. Yeah, no, but like I, it was earlier today before I went to work. Like in the morning, I watched the Mario Kart skit. Just do yourself a favor, look up the Mario Kart Last of Us Saturday Night Live crossover. Holy it is shit! Pretty funny. What a banger! It is pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, the, the rest of the episode too, because like when he 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 was a host on SNL this week, and like it's just he's just such a. He's such a vibe, very lovable man. dude. Yeah, he's a very lovable, very lovable dude. dude. And yeah. like watching him, very big daddy energy. You know, there's there's one skit that he's on where he's like waking up from a coma, and like his family and his friends are around, and he's like talking with this fucking weird speech impediment. He's just like talking like an L.A. Valley girl, <laughs> like, and everybody's like, "What are you, like? Who are you? Like, why are you talking like that?" And the my favorite thing. I'm sorry that we're going off topic here but like my favorite thing ever on saturday night live is watching celebrities trying desperately to hold their shit together while reading their lines and you can tell that they're just not gonna get there they're just they had to like pedro had to stop three or four times because he was about to just like lose it and start laughing and it's like the greatest it saturday night live is so cool for that like the fact that it, yeah. you just you're on the edge of like it's live you you have no other option got elon musk Elon Musk dressed up as Wario <laughs> yeah. also, which I know like nobody saw. Wait, what? I thought it was really funny. I didn't see that. You didn't see it? Wario was in like court or something and Elon Musk is playing him? Oh, it's super no. Funny. Oh, it's super goofy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's, everyone hates Elon Musk too much. It's, so you don't get to see any like positive <laughs> things about him anymore. Like he's just everyone's villain now. You know what I mean? It's kind of a, it's kind of unnecessary, everybody. All right. Can we just enjoy things? <laughs> enjoy stuff, please? Welcome to yeah. episode four of the Elon Musk cast. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Elon Musk and Velma show. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> this is what you get when you leave two white guys in charge of a podcast. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> so, carry on from that. Um, we got a little bit of Tommy's backstory. He's a joiner. Oh he's yeah, yeah. His military background and stuff. Yeah, and so because we we're kind of talking about, he's like, I need you to bail him out. I need you to bail me out again, or whatever the heck. We were talking about that in episode one. I was like, does he have more of a backstory of like being imprisoned or whatever the heck, right? You know, detained, whatever the heck. So we learn, you know, he he defaulted from the military or whatever the heck that's called. Uh, uh, you know, when the when the whole apocalypse thing set in, he quit the military or whatever the heck. But just before that, obviously, because he was. Uh, Freeman. He was being a framer. Freeman. Carpentry. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so you get a little bit of background on that. That's where they met Tess in a militia group where they did some uh, questionable things. And that's nice that they kind of highlighted that Joel and, and Tommy have a, and Tess have a history of doing some bad stuff. And that's kind of like what Tess alluded to. Where you said everything right. You make everything right. That's what you do, right? And it's kind of, you get a little bit of information sort of on the backstory of, of what 
what exactly it is that they did because they don't really go into it in the games. You sort of understand that they have done some things that were bad. Less so Tess, more so Joel himself you learn about. You know, he's a smuggler and that's about really kind of the breadth and depth of it beyond killing innocent people, you know. And and when they walk into the, the raider camp or whatever and they, you know, you see some dead bodies and shoes piled up and stuff that they had. And she's like, what are they doing? They're actually eating people in the uh, in the game. They're kidnapping people to eat. You, you learn about that from <clears> reading. <throat> and uh, Joel kind of says that he's basically been there and done that. Uh, and uh, that, that's done that dark as in, in cannibalism? Yeah. Um, they definitely allude to him having been a part of uh, uh, like a cannibal faction. Or at the very least, it's like sort of implied. So... Is that yeah, the faction? So is that the faction that they're talking about? That like, that they were a part of before being kind of drawn towards the fireflies. So I mean that it, in the game and the, the show are different in that way, right? So he never really goes into what faction he was a part of before all this, but the raider group that we encounter, I think they're called the hunters now. I think they have their own uh, name in the show. So is that this who isn't we, necessarily we a... encounter with. Uh, with yeah, the Kathleen. Kathleen. Yeah, Kath Kathleen. Yeah. So so yeah, so they're a little separate. So but I think in the game, Joel basically just says that, you know, she's like, How do you know all this stuff? He's like, they're eating people, look at all their shoes and like looking at the stock and stuff. She's like, How do you know all this? And he's just like basically he basically says been there, done that. I'm paraphrasing, right? But yeah, so it's it's kind of implied that Joel has done stuff as as grisly as as finding you know innocent people and and you know killing them and taking their stuff at the very least maybe even eating them so so yeah so you know a little dark maybe a little too dark for the show so they didn't go into quite quite that stuff yet we oh, meet the group called the hunters the hunters right you so we get the scene which I liked it was almost word for word aren't we gonna help that guy put your yeah. seatbelt on no yeah I recognize <laughs> in, that in the game. A lot. In the game, I really wanted to say he ain't even hurt. <laughs> or sorry, in the show, I really wanted to say that because that's the line for the game. He ain't even hurt. And then he drives right at him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they change that a little bit, but they do end up. Obviously, they get attacked. They realize, you know, Joel knows he's under attack. Basically, once he sees that guy, help, help! He's like, no, 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 no. This is, we're getting debated, and yeah, so they end up getting, you know, crashing or whatever, and they crash into the laundromat. And that sort of brings us into the next scene of the show, which I really, uh, I like the laundromat a lot. Yeah, I did. I, I remember that playing was... that scene or playing that part in the game. Yeah. <clears throat> like when you get to the laundromat, you, you, I think you encounter what, like, it's like five different people you it's have enough. to dispatch. It's too, it's too, too fucking many to be yeah, honest. It's, first. It was hard. I remember it, it was wild, but it like in the game, it played out really well. Like I remember just being like yep. the way that it, like it gives you some some cues and hints and it flows you through in like a really nice way, but it's tense yeah. and it's, yeah, it's you're, the, the first time that you're encountering really... a bunch of dudes that, yeah, you get the free flow. Yeah. You got Ellie with you and you're kind of sneaking around the, the shelves and all this kind of stuff. Right. And you have to dispatch yeah. other survivors, you know, rather than like yeah. the Vedra. Vedra or infected. And I think that they, they really did it justice, man. They did this scene super justice, even though it was what, it was three people that they encountered. It was the two that was were only outside, two. and then the one that came the in two. from behind. The... No, there's only the. Oh no, you're right. You're yeah, because when they were the when he shoots the one guy up yes, the truck. Yes, yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. The one, the other guy comes up and then gets shot, and then the third guy comes from the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was the but three. I, I want to say when they first crashed the truck. Um. So obviously, crashing a truck harkens back to the very first episode. That's what happens. 
they you know kind of get blindsided yeah. and end up crashing and uh you know that was with his daughter sarah and so he crashes uh the truck and hits a bunch of the the laundry machines and you know he kind of comes to for a second and then he looks over at uh, ellie and and he seems extra concerned more so than yeah. he would be in any of these other scenes and he he asks her like once they crash are you okay you're not hurt nothing right yeah like, no right no away, i think i'm like, okay like really you're not hurt like what like you know because that's what happened when he uh pulled sarah out of the wreckage right he's like are you okay are you hurt like what's what's happening her leg was broken and so she couldn't walk on it right so oh there's a bit of God, like you're gonna make me cry again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if you noticed that. I caught that on my second watch where he's really instantly attentive because, you know, like it it's a subtlety, but it really kind of um, harkens back to what he went through with his daughter. So that was kind of the first moment of Joel's um, fully vulnerableness with, with this character, you know, this first moment of like being attached to not just the mission, but this this person uh, in, in its entirety. So, yeah, so then, you know, we cue her. Ellie gets hidden away or whatever, and Joel starts fighting. He kills the two of them, you know, pulling his 22, which, what are you doing with that yeah, thing? Actually, callback. Bolt action. Yeah, callback to, we, we spoke about this. Launcher. We spoke about this in the episode three uh, breakdown was like, <clears throat> yeah. fucking Bill's wall of guns. And he gave you the code to the bunker and said, take what you want. Yeah. And when we were yeah, like, it didn't look like he left with anything. Although there is one moment in this episode where the, uh, the, are we calling them the hunters? I think that's their name. Yeah. yeah. So the hunters, the one guy, when they find the truck and he says that they were, they were well stocked or does he say where they were well armed? So that mm -hmm. implies sort of that the back of that truck might've had. It did have a little canopy or like a blanket. Yeah. Pulled maybe over maybe top he had it. a stockpile of shit that he took. Yeah. But if he did, why the fuck is he why using a bolt action? Why would you have the 22 action? on hand? Yeah. Yeah. When I he mean, was sleeping in the woods, he put the, 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 the bolt action rifle next to him, had it loaded up, and let set it next to him. I don't understand why you wouldn't have, like, an M4A1 or some, yeah. you know, semi-automatic burst rifle with a freaking ACOG on it, because that's what Bill would have had, so. Well, uh, but he does have, he has another pistol, a handgun, that he wasn't equipped with uh, before, I don't think. Uh, maybe I'm mistaken on that. No, I am mistaken on that. He had the snub nose. He had the snub nose from from the beginning. From actually. before Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had that at the museum. So yeah. So no. So yeah. It. I don't know, man. You could have had like a nine millimeter handgun, dude. You, you could have had a small militia worth of weapons from Bill's bunker. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't understand why he's pulling a revolver out of his freaking holster when you could have had something with that forty-five clip. Yeah. Like, come on, <laughs> right? Like, we're smarter than that. Like, we as viewers. We're smarter than that. Writers, come on. You show us a wall of guns yeah. and a stockpile of ammo. I'm expecting, yeah. Dude, that would look like a Call of Duty zombies, like a, a, yeah, right? like a you know, treasure <laughs> chest that had just been opened. You know, I looked at that. I'm like, damn, son. Yeah, take you got the, the pack of punch in here, too? <laughs> take the guns. Yeah, so well, so whatever. Obviously, we're not going to beat ourselves up about that too much. But come on, guys. You can't show me like a grenade launcher and then tell me that Joel was like, no, nah, I don't need that. Yeah, my trusty boomstick. So, um, yeah, so then obviously we have the moment where Joel's getting bested by the guy who snuck up behind him. He's getting choked out on the end of a of again a gun that Joel didn't take. One of the freaking semi-autos that the guy's choking him out with. I just remembered that. Oh yeah, didn't take that gun either. <laughs> didn't no, take wait, that didn't gun. Have a shotgun? No, the guys he killed. 
He was choking him with a shotgun. Uh, maybe it was. It could have been a 12 gauge, actually. You're yep. right, because it was just the barrel of a gun basically being pushed on his neck. And that's what I do remember. And so then Ellie gets the moment where she's, oh, my God, like I have, to, I have to save Joel, right? So she pulls her knife out and is like, wait, maybe I should shoot this guy instead. And that's Yeah, she does. Fair. She pulls the knife out and then she's like. Yeah, she looks at it and she's like, why? Well, I do <laughs> have something else for this. I mean, honestly, that guy was pretty knifeable, if you ask me. But at the same time, I mean. Whatever, I guess, right? Whatever. I sometimes don't want yeah, to stab Yeah, but if he somebody, hears I'm you sure. and starts turning around, that gun is mighty handy five feet away. So it's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, she did still walk up to him within like, like a like a meter and a half. So it was a little strange when she fired on him too. I was like, oh, careful! Yeah, don't so, shoot Joel too. I mean, I will say, thing. I will say, like episode three was moving in the sense that it was just like, it the pacing, and like the beat of like really gripping your emotions and making you sad and then making you happy and then making you sad and then making you like, like it was just a, the the way that I feel like episode three was masterful was the roller coaster. The way that you fucking design a roller coaster is to have peaks and valleys. Yeah. And, and like even music, it takes you yeah. on a journey. And like that episode took me on such a journey and it, it yeah. picked me up and took Hard me, act to follow. like it would. Yeah. Like I, I really feel like, Fucking decades are going to go by, and I'm always going to be talking about the way that that episode made me feel when I watched it. Um, yeah. This particular episode was a little bit, like, again, probably in the grand scope of the series, Peaks and Valleys. Right? Yeah. They don't want to keep you on that that emotional, like, uh, the whole time. Yeah, but, yeah but true. <laughs> the one, the moment in this episode when, when Ellie walks up and, and pulls out that gun and she and she shoots that guy. Yeah. Uh, kudos to that actor. He, he that was, guy, he was, that guy had me. He was so the, like such a little bitch. Well, no, but but he like he fucking. Like, I get dude it, got though. shot got in the spine. And he was like like why don't my legs work? And he's like calling for his mother, and he's we're fucking not terrified. Anymore. We're not fighting anymore. No, oh, it's okay. And like just, he's literally Joel's like half passed out, so he's trying to convince this child to not kill him, which again is like a manipulation tactic. Yeah. Right, so he's trying to kind of persuade her before Joel comes to, and oh, we could do this, we could do that, you know, thinking she has some power over Joel, basically, or yeah. you know, it might was... be able to sway what he does once he comes back or gets back off the ground, and and yeah, we're not fighting anymore, we're not fighting anymore, and then Joel like looks around, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> it, sees it Ellie kinda, with a gun. The whole scene got under my skin in a weird way. Yeah, it was like, yeah. it was desperate. That's it was like just Joel though. Desperation, cold blooded. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got, to, you got see, to see you got to see him deal with it in yeah the cold blooded way, but also like well, when he pulls he... his gun out and says, "Get behind the wall, <clears throat> right? Get back in there." Yeah, and and she and did. then she goes by there and he stabs him. Well, I you mean, don't hear a gunshot. You hear ammo's a expensive. noise. Ammo's expensive. But, but I mean, he even in front of Ellie, he takes her gun, puts it away behind his you know in the butt crack, shoot his own ass off, and he pulls the, <laughs> the his gun out of the holster and aims at the guy and says, "Ellie, get behind the wall." Yeah, let's let's talk wall. about him not shake him. Let's talk about him not following his own advice. Like, don't put that down there. You're gonna shoot <laughs> right. your own ass off, and then he does it to him his own self. Yeah, yeah. Well, he started with that. Yeah, but that's you know, he's like, I, I, I'm different. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, there's all, a million things you could say. All but I'm yeah, saying though, that, that scene, mommy, mommy, mommy. That scene you got under really my skin. You can see in his eyes. You can see in his eyes when Joel gets back. He's like, oh fuck, I'm fucked. And it's true. You are. You are. And you deserve it, to be honest. Quite frankly, you deserve it. You deserve to get fucking murked. So, you know, rest in peace, loser. But, uh, 
won't miss you at all. You know, you, you, you know, you, you, you play with fire, you're going to get burned. Sorry, bud. That's uh, that's daddy. That's daddy Pedro. All right. You're getting daddy Pedro's coming for your ass. hundred <laughs> percent. So, so Joel gets rescued by Ellie. It's a little different in the games. Happens in the games in a way where he's getting drowned, still sort of choked out, but she ends up shooting the guy or whatever in the head, I think, and instantly killing him, I think. And she is like a little shook by it in the game. It's a little different, right? In the show, she's kind of, there's a moment where he says, thank you basically. Or like, I'm sorry that you had to do that. It's one of the two he sort of says. And that's the moment where Ellie cries a little bit. He's talking about, it's not fair that a kid should have to do that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. And she says it's not the first time. Yeah. Well, he even says what he's trying to explain. You shouldn't not, I, you, you're not in, it's like, damn it, I'm not very good at this. Like, like, damn right, this. you're not. <clears throat> yeah, you're like, damn right, you're yeah, not very good I, at this. I was totally <laughs> waiting for him to just like look off to the side and be like, line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? He just kept going, uh, 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 just tripping <clears throat> over his own words. And it's fair enough. Like, you don't know how to talk to a kid. You fucking probably haven't t- talked to one like they're an adult in 20 years. Yeah, he's just <laughs> you know? he's become an expert at throwing them into burn piles. Just, you know, not really 100%. having good conversations with them. <laughs> hundred percent. Can't talk to corpses. Believe well, you can. They just won't talk back. They don't make good conversation. Oh my you know? god. But so yeah, so so that was a cool sort of scene. You get a little bit of bonding between them. That was sort of Ellie's moment of being vulnerable as well. Because she you see a little bit of it with the clickers, you see a little bit of it here and there. But that was her like fully crying and fully just being like, Yeah, I would have just been dead if this guy hadn't went out of his way. And sort of the same thing, right? The role reversal's there as well. They both would have been dead had the other not been there. Yeah. Right, so so it's kind of a nice sort of twist. So we have our new character, Kathleen, who is introduced to us. Yeah, I couldn't remember the um, name actually because I didn't. Did they? When did they say Kathleen? Did they say it right off the bat? Yeah, right okay. off the bat. Where oh, yeah, the, guy um, the that doctor's she's talking to her, the yeah. doctor. Yeah, trying to go through the list of people, and you you hear that her brother was tortured and then beat to death by Fedra in one of those cells, and that they're looking for a list of people, which we know is probably likely Sam and Henry's group. Yep. Um, and yeah, oh. sorry. Go ahead. I just I want to talk about know, the cells. I mean, Once, what, like, finish your thought. I just I. I... Yeah, I I mean I have a couple <clears throat> thoughts. Really, it's mostly just like a, a a sort of a dissection on the character a little bit. I don't. I think she. I don't know. I like I can't get a good solid read on her. And she's a new character. She's not in the games. She's not in the games at all. Mm-hmm. There's no parallel between her and anything else. Really, it in the game they're just a random group of bandits. That you know they've come across that have kind of a, an established Rob and the other R word basically you know establishment kind of going yeah, on and, she's and that's sort, sort of, of what they're doing. She's sort of like uh, uh, what would you say, like commander in chief, commander the... <laughs> in chief, and look looking like maybe she doesn't want to be. Yeah, or something. I, I, I don't know. Can I can't get a solid read on her? So that's what made me yeah. feel weird about it. I don't know, like. There's a there's she seems like an HR lady, you know, <laughs> she, she, and that's what that's what my partner told me, and I thought I couldn't get it out of my head. Human she resources super seems running the show for sure. Seems like a human resources person, right? But you, oh. you get a good scene of her where she's she, you know, oh I'm a doctor, you wouldn't kill your doctor, and she puts a gun to his head, and like you don't think I'll do it, and he's like, no, I don't. 
And then yeah, they leave. They interestingly find the guys enough, that got shot. Interestingly enough, there's that one moment where he is like, I, you know, I delivered you. Like, you know, he, there's the, yeah. the, 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 the. I held you in my arms. Yeah, the, that compassionate connection. And she shows like some empathy. And she was there. welling up in her yeah, eyes. Yeah, she shows yeah. empathy. But then uh, the minute. Uh, so actually, my question was ask, outside. Yeah, the, do you need the, a doctor? The person that, that was outside that was obviously like shot, stabbed, or whatever. That which yeah. encountered Joel and Ellie was that her son? Yeah. No, no, I don't think so because okay. I don't think she has a son. Because she's like, can you save him? She seemed a little bit disconnected. Can yeah. you save him? Right, and there she's like, no, I don't think so. And then he's like, what if I had a doctor? Yeah, what if I had a doctor? It doesn't matter. This guy's yeah, and that's all she needed. And then she walks up that's to all the sea cannon. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this lady is a little bit unhinged. Yeah, so we're going like, to see oh, a little bit of this character We don't need a doctor breaking. right now. We, then we don't yeah. need a doctor ever. Let's just go kill him. At all. Yeah, right? What does it matter? You're all pawns in my game to catch Henry, right? So you find yeah. out Henry's alive. And for those who know the game, Sam and Henry are brothers. So it's uh, they're, they're a character that is a strong plot points around them that are, are very interesting and powerful. Were they affiliated at one point with, the, with these renegade uh, hunters? No, in the game, what happens is they were sent to basically pick up supplies or find some supplies in Pittsburgh. But now we're in Kansas instead, so it's been subbed out for Kansas. So Kansas. instead of Pittsburgh, it's Kansas. And um, what happened is they basically ran into this group of hunters and killed a few of them trying to keep themselves alive, lost a bunch of their um, party, basically all their party, except for them, right? And they were basically just trying to survive. And you encounter them in the middle of this Fedra versus Hunter battle, basically. And so there's not quite this political landscape they're kind of cooking up. Which you see now is a little, it's a little different, right? It's quite different yeah. from, from the game. So there's a lot more like like Henry wasn't uh, wasn't personally specifically wanted for what he did or the backstory of this. It was just like wrong place, wrong time, and Henry has killed a bunch of your guys because he's trying to protect his little brother Sam. So so it's a big deviation, but obviously it kind of makes sense. These aren't just like npcs these are real characters right like yeah you know they need to kind of flesh this out so you just it can't just be random banditos like it could be but i think it's more fulfilling in a way to uh, characterize the villains and you know to create more of a a backstory and why they're there and whatever the heck it's it's interesting to explore those dynamics so it is veering from the the story traditionally as we know it as gamers but I'm kind of interested to see what they do with it. But yeah, Kathleen's a completely original character there. And you, you said yeah. you had something about this, this, the sea cans, the, the prison cans they had. Yeah, the sea cans were something that I worked heavily on. Um, <clears throat> it was like, uh, shout out to Piot. Uh, we should probably have him on an episode here. He's expressed interest in coming on as well. Awesome. Um, him and I and some other guys, we built those sea cans. Um, I guess here I will... <clears throat> move over to our other pain here so like the one sea can that he's that he's in like the the prison cell one right like you can kind of see it's it's we had to build it so that each and every wall and the ceiling could come off like just peel away like the wild wall thing right yeah and we actually got to build actually yeah like uh smurf shout out to smurf uh, if he ever watches this he's lives out in canmore he drove smurf. in from canmore every day like he he's just Jesus. an OG That's like, like an film hour carpenter. Twenty minute drive. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. He 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 lives in Canmore. He's he's just been an OG like Alberta film carpenter. Like I think almost his entire career, and he was so much fun to work with. He actually got to he built these doors. the The interesting thing 
is that like this was all built out of quarter inch plywood, right? Quarter inch plywood like mitered into little sections. And then I was going to say, yeah, it had to have been right. Like you had yeah. to have a, like a router or something. How the heck did you do those? Well, it was actually like, uh, like, like mitered on like a, like 22 and a half degree or whatever. Right. And then like, yeah. like tiny little, like thir- 23 gauge pins to like put them all together. And say, like, he did an incredible job on it. And then on this one, we had to cut out the hole for what well, we thought these were, were going to be used in the episode. Right. It was like a, they may still be maybe yeah maybe considering that it was like she's a little still around little glass door that you like like the flap opens up to like serve like a prison cell right yeah. like your meal or whatever um yeah and it was kind of cool cuz if if you can see here like we we used like actual sea can hinges and it was funny cuz it was like a bunch of sea cans <laughs> that we that we had out in the out in the yard and like some of them was just like like pull the hinges off, pull like you know how like sea cans you have to like slide that big bar over and like lock it yeah. down. We like pulled the bars off and like modified the bars and like put them onto these like wooden sea cans that we built, right? For those of you who don't know, obviously historically sea cans not made out of wood. Yeah. They're giant like aluminum and like 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 iron cans that they, they load on the back of ships. That's why they're called that. They're sea cans, because they're gigantic cans designed for for shipping via via they're basically gigantic crates that go on ships for those yeah. who are audio listeners who don't have a visual for this yeah if you're not if you're listening on spotify i mean that's cool thank you for thank you for listening we i'm, I'm Love you. glad that you enjoy our our mindless banter about this this <laughs> video game tv series but yeah like go to youtube and check this out i guess um there's there's cool little pictures and videos and, and all this stuff that we can show but yeah like the, yeah. the interior of this sea can right like all of these ribs I had to build all of these ribs, like, one by one, right? And we'd, like, oh, laminate yeah, them on the inside. Course. And just the way that the, the scenic painters make it look... Oh, this was actually... This is a different picture. This is the tunnel. This is one of the tunnels that they were going into, I think, like, the two hunters, the Kathleen and that other guy, to go to where oh. that, that sunken pit in the floor was. Ooh. And all of that stuff was in the... Um, the Le- it's like an abandoned Labatt brewery or whatever in Calgary, which is wild. It's an abandoned beer like brewery. It's like this giant building. In is it in haunted? It's definitely haunted. That place is wild. Can we break in there? Yeah, let's do Obviously it. Obviously off the record. Let's do can it. we please do that? that would <laughs> of be of course, in, in GTA, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. In a video game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, these were these were the other three secan doors that we had to make. Right, we had to like build three of the. These are false fronts and they were beside the one that was practical that you could actually go inside of yeah and uh, in the scene where where the doctor is yeah, yeah so and, sat, sat and then in there. we Those got the some, next to it. some pictures here of what it looked like when it was finished right like there's oh get bent that yeah, is this so is sick. the scene or this is the part that's just, that's almost the exact angle from the scene when she walks up right open the door <laughs> yeah, and and of course because it all it all had like Fedra logos, right? So I remember yeah. in like looking at the set and watching it get put together, I was like, interesting. I wonder, I wonder how Fedra captures Joel and whatever. Or like I, I thought that it was going to be that. It turns out it's just like this whole weird side thing. It's not totally even Fedra that controls yeah. the building. It's like a taken over building by this uh, renegade group. That's because this takes place in this QZ that's abandoned by Fedra. Yeah, yeah, and. Adjacent yeah. at the very least, yeah, yeah. It was it was cool uh, actually seeing this stuff and how it, it comes together in the episode. the The weird thing was yeah. like in this exact same in this building, there was also all these like cages off to the side that were made, 
and they didn't show up at all. They well, were, they weren't even. I on... think we'll. I think we'll still have an opportunity to see some more of that. Cause, okay. Well, I because uh, we're uh, we're we're coming up on we're coming up on part two of this episode, which I don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but it did seem like pretty action packed. So we're going to probably. You know, we're not done with Kathleen yet, is what I'm saying, for well, sure. By I the time HBO of... figures out that I spoiled that shit, yeah, this'll be long fine. it'll be all out and nobody gives a shit. So No <laughs> worries. I'm it's uh, that one's coming out early too, so that episode oh, yeah, yeah. should be on. This episode sooner, comes out so Friday because Super yeah. Bowl would compete with it. And who wants that? I love that they did that though. That's such a caring thought. I appreciate that they did that because again, keeping everybody, you know, in line or whatever. So you know her right hand man, Kathleen's right hand man, the blonde guy? Yeah. That is Tommy's voice actor. Wait, that is Tommy's voice actor? I thought that is Tommy's voice actor. I thought 100%. so my buddy I heard his voice and I had to look it up immediately. That's Tommy's voice actor. Interesting cuz somebody told yeah. me that the guy who was it was Piot said that the guy well, that was you, you sitting told me across the, the table guy, from him, one like, of the guys chilling at the tables. He I'm pretty sure was in there as well as this episode. Oh, Once I had heard that from you and I heard his voice, I was like oh. And I was like, wait a minute. I looked it up. I didn't look up if he's the same guy from episode one, but I think I saw a long-haired guy chilling at the bazaar, like just like what you're talking about. I think I like I remember that in my head because I saw that episode a couple times. So, so it kind of stands out to me. But yeah, that's Tommy's voice actor, the the, the long-haired uh, blonde guy. So I guess Shit. if we want to know why Tommy's voice actor didn't play Tommy, it's because he didn't look fucking anything like him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look anything like him. Just like a, looks like a tough white biker guy. <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> This is such a random tangent. I'm sorry. Put this in the episode for no fucking reason. How long do you think potatoes are good for after you buy them? If they're a little soft, they're probably still good, right? Like, they're potatoes. They, like, hardly are go they, bad. Are they growing little, like, like cordyceps vines? Not really. No? Like, that they should still be good, right? Wait, why are you like, asking me and not Google? Because <laughs> you're my friend and I trust you. <laughs> you're yeah. my you're host number two, dude. You're host, you're host of my two. heart, dog. Host number <laughs> potato, man. <laughs> no, that's Luca. That's Luca's job, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Host uh, potato. All right. All well, right. So, let's uh, yeah. let's dig back into it. And actually, before we go anywhere, <laughs> before we get too far past this whole laundromat thing, I got to show you this. You remember how I showed oh, yes, you that, please. that baby, like the, the cordyceps baby with the wig on? And like the, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So this is along the same lines. Not, not so much as funny, but like this, the laundromat blueprint, they had, sometimes they put like people in there as like scale. Yeah. Tell me that's not what are they saying? Pulp Fiction. Sam Jackson and John Travolta. Oh but, my god, it is. <laughs> right? So, say what again. Sorry, I didn't even read that. Say yeah. what again. I put that on the blueprint. That's blue so print. funny. Yo, we happy? <laughs> look, yeah, to the bo- yeah. look at the briefcase. Yeah, we happy. Yeah, we happy. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to put that on that's there. And great. It's funny because I forgot I forgot this was a whole thing, but like I, I took a picture of it. Yeah, you can see the, the, the whole laundromat like we got some, some washers and dryers there. You know? <laughs> anyway. Even the scale of people to washer dryer in that, I would like to say, is a little off. But, you know, whatever. I, I yeah, figured, you know, as, uh, as real carpenters with numbers and measurements, I'm sure you could figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, if you're good at your job, uh, measurements should mean something to you. So. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So we, uh, yeah. So Tommy, we get that. We get sort of introduction to him as a secondary yeah, character. That dude's you a badass. Right? But it's it's interesting. They have this dynamic. So this is kind of where I come in weighing on, in on Kathleen's character. I don't know. Maybe it's just my, like, bias to her as, like, a new character. I'm just, like, immediately I was on, on guard about whether or not I liked her. Not liked her 
because like I don't think I'm supposed to. She seems kind of wretched, but like whether or not I I enjoy this character's existence, sort of. I, I just felt on the fence about it. I I wasn't yeah. sure. And after like the second watch, I like I still I don't think we've had enough time yet. I feel like again we got big HR lady energy with like leading a militia group for so some much. reason. I love yeah. that so much. So she's got like that kind of like I'm leading militia group vibe to her it really seems that they listened to her like because they all parted when she turned around and walked off right you know and all the soldiers were looking at her whatever the heck yeah and, and i get and then the sense what's, what's his name like the tommy what do we call this guy we we'll don't know his him, name yet we'll call him tommy too tommy tommy too yeah, is yeah. like the good boy he's he's following right? her every order the guard dog a yeah guard dog 100 percent. and, and it's like, so well, i wonder how does she have that control over him maybe they're romantically involved could be even right and that you know it could be also this guy kind of holds influence over that militia group and not to say women can't be in power over men it's just like in these very dark dreary dreadful situations that's not the woman that you imagine leading a militia group you imagine to be hardened gruff beat up less kempt you know what i mean to be a little bit more like a little more like tess maybe right you'd be a little more of a badass seeming off the front so again i don't want to judge you know Cheers, it's not tess. that uh <laughs> Damn right. Cheers, Tess. Cheers to the voice actress. Rest in peace. Yeah, and yeah, you know, that to the happened, character didn't as well. It? Yeah, Anna um, Torvich or no? Wait, what no. Anna Torv yeah. is the real life actress. Oh shit! I fucked that up. Yeah, but the 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 one who voiced her passed away. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The actress <clears throat> who played her in the uh, game. Yeah, she passed shit. away uh, just recently, just somewhere between episode two and four. But yeah, so that's a recipe, sir. But yeah, so you kind of get this like strange vibe. At least I did off this character, where I'm just like, kind of can't read her. You know, she yeah. shows a little more compassion than I would expect for well, a raider group or the hunters, right? And you also, know, you I guess this will push into talking about the the giant swelling hole in the floor. Um, the reaction that she had, as compared to Tommy Two's reaction. Well, well and I, I really remember being so I very to weigh confused in on that. about that. She was hardcore about finding Henry. Now, yeah. we know when she gets these, she shoots the doctor, comes back and says, you know, this is all Henry's doing. Henry was probably sent for them. And this is going to keep happening until we find him. Yeah. And obvious manipulation. That's delusional. Right? Yeah, it's delusional. Because yeah. that we know Sam and Henry, we know them to be decent characters. They're not. They're not out there ripping. As far as I know, as long as they follow, you know, some direction from the game and don't totally deviate, then yeah, we have characters who are are, are good-hearted and, and and you know, uh, well well-spirited, hardened but well-spirited, right? So definitely manipulated. And then she says, like, "Oh, we need to find Henry, right?" And they find that it's like, "Well, boss, there's one more thing we need to do." So this is once they had found the the the, the superheroes, the the two black superheroes with the the mask on. So that's how they kind of knew Henry was there because Henry and Sam are. Our, our brothers and that's sort of like a way of showing sam looks up to his brother you know the superhero thing right he kind of wants to be a hero like him so you can tell obviously his brothers rescued him lots so you get sort of the scene where uh tommy too pulls her downstairs and says well we need to show you one more thing and he's leading for her too and you know handgun or not not handgun sorry big machine gun out and he, yeah, you know, it's the M4 he's with opening the, the door he's clearing <laughs> all the rooms and everything right and he calls her in she's just got a flashlight and looking you know, she doesn't have a weapon drawn or anything. So you get a sense she doesn't have a lot of combat experience just from that alone. Um, so that's another way that I kind of like, I just was thrown by her. But that's kind of made me think maybe, you know, kind of Tommy too maybe runs this show. But like mostly through, you know, 
I don't know. Their dynamic will probably be explored more. And we find that crack in the ground. And she says, we'll worry about this later. Yeah. Can... And I remember my, my partner just kept saying, burn it. Yeah, Fucking set that place on it. fire. You don't need it. You don't can need I, that building. <laughs> can I ask? Like, I feel like my, my initial impression was like, is that the mycelium network? That was my first trying thought, Trying to push vines, up through into the building. Vines growing underground. But that would be too much movement for, yeah. for what's happening, now, right? There was yeah, a too scene, much movement. There was a scene in the in one of the trailers where there's like a molten weird like hole that like it looks like a bloater is like crawling up out of. That's the trailer for this next episode. Yeah, I saw that. So that's, actually, I I normally don't watch hole? those. Yes, I normally don't watch those. Right, but this episode, I was sitting there and theorizing with my partner, trying to figure out like, what do you think that crack in the ground was? And we both kind of thought it might have been the sort of the cordyceps vines, the cordyceps network, right? But I was like, that is a lot of movement for that, for something that is yeah, like heaving, you know, like a fung- fungus doesn't grow. Yeah, and it was a lot of movement, right? So what I'm thinking is the ground cracked under the weight <clears throat> of like a bloater or something, you know? Because bloaters weigh a ton; they shake the the camera in the game. You know, then and there's a bloater in Last of Us Part Two that had fallen through the ground. This is when you're in the arcade and it like brings you down into the level below or whatever. You like fall down and there's like this bloater who's just like falling into this like basement level or whatever, and you have to just duke it out with him because he smashed through the floor on the main level. You're like, what the hell could do that? And you end up falling down there and you're like, oh fuck, it's bloater. Oh shit, of course it is. So there's a sense maybe like heavy enough to break it, but I think it's probably a bloater and a swarm. <clears throat> Coming up from underground, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean that would ha- it's what it has to be, right? Like, that but I think strange. maybe they fell in somehow. Like maybe there's a hole in the ground originally. Some sort of damage was done structurally, and maybe they just fell in. You know, or maybe somebody blew up the ground while they were near it. Wait, is it Something is it like, like that? Sort of implying that like. No, because it, it can't just like grow new people f- like from the ground. Like, it needs no, it needs hosts, no. right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I I'm get the so sense confused. that whoever was last in there, I, I yeah, I was too, right? But I'm they definitely show in the trailer a bloater climbing out of a hole. Was that in for the sure ground. a bloater? So, a hun- oh, a hundred percent. There's no shot. <clears> that's yeah, because like a the fungus is like all over the whole like you body. You can hear right? them. Yeah, <laughs> like they don't. No, no other Last of Us uh, monster makes that noise. It's like bloater noise immediately. As soon as I heard the noise, I was like, "That's what that is. That's what that is." He's a little less. He's a little smaller in the trailer than you know our traditional right, bloater, yeah. which is like <clears throat> eight feet tall, which is <laughs> fucking monstrosity. The Hulk you gotta fight. Yeah, apparently uh, bloaters but, um, were all just infected NBA superstars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right? I don't, maybe cordyceps grows your bones a little bit. Who knows, right? But it's uh, big, big, chunky, tall guys. That's what they look for in bloaters, I guess. So, yeah, you know, be careful I'm, with what you eat. <laughs> I'm really interested to see whether or not that, like, because that was like a weird foreshadowing thing that they're like, ah, we'll, we'll explain this next episode. Well, and, and she was, even said, she's like, we have to get Henry right now. It's more important. And that just shows her, like, lack of care. He knows what that is, too. Yeah, he's, he obviously he knows, knows what that is. Because he's like, and are so you does serious? She. Are you serious? And so does she. So yeah. that's what leads me to believe maybe that was, like, a charge they detonated that was supposed to kill all the infected they trapped in a room and they fell through the ground or something. Or maybe that was, like, a clicker or something that they blew up a little bit and that's why it's, like, half destroyed but didn't die. You know, maybe it's just, like, underground, like, you know, the... That could have turned into a bigger, a bigger thing, you know, something different than what they've seen. 
before because we know we know that Joel and Tess have never seen uh, Bloater. We know that because in in the game's canon, they're like that's nonsense. That yeah, doesn't when happen. they're walking when across asks, that, the Fourth Avenue flyover bridge there, when they're yeah, just like yeah, so they yeah, specifically talk about that. Yeah, and then she asks, well, what about the guys with their eyes that explode and they make fucking dolphin noises? And you're like, oh, that's real, though. Well, we got a, we got a Meowser Beams cameo on the podcast Yeah, we us. do. Hello. Hello, Can Beamer. Can we introduce Say host hello. number three? Host number, this is host number four, actually. Host number no, but four. That's host, host, host potato is Luca. He is oh. never. Hungry, yeah, so this is Beamer. Beamer. Yeah, she's a sweetie, Meowser Beams. Oh. She is the, uh, she's my, my little, my little. My little lap kitten. Meow. Very lovable young. Very lovable young one. Can confirm yeah, so is good cat. Is good cat. 10 out of 10. Highly rated. Highly critically acclaimed. HBO's The Meowser Beams of Us. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks, for, thanks for laughing at that. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's a bit of a pity laugh, but I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, what the heck? So, yeah, ground swelling, bloater. Yeah, and that was in the storage room. Specifically, they said we have to check out the storage room. So, yeah, they are aware of what room that is, what building they were in. And, yeah, she says we'll deal with it later. We got to worry about Henry. Again, it shows a a character for her that is just basically someone who's a, a person possessed with one singular goal. And it's obviously obsessive. It's obviously unnecessary. And I think we're going to kind of come to see that to fruition right yeah. am i the only so, one that wants to potentially see like a grand demise of that character <laughs> uh of kathleen yeah she oh, seems God, like a bad no. person i think, I think <laughs> automatic it's like the joffrey effect where yeah you're right like, you're a loser i don't like you i want to i want eventually if we had enough of her i'm sure we want to get her murdered for sure right yeah. but like, for now i'm just like feeling strange about her right i haven't quite seen the full unsettling potential of the character but I think we'll I think we'll come to see see that to fruition in this like second episode uh, or episode five I guess obviously, but second episode of this sort of story segment right. Yeah. So then then we get to yeah the point where Joel admits he's been on both sides. He said of, of the raiders and and the regular people. He explains you know sort of his position with the militia group that he was with with Tommy and Tess. And you ever killed an innocent person? He's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or well, didn't say anything, but yeah, he he's basically you know, just, very heavily he implied yes. Didn't have to, yeah, right? So, and then, yeah, so they get to a place where um, Joel says, okay, we're going we're gonna to go up some flights of stairs now. We're going uh, to find a room for us, right? And she says, we're going to go up 42 flights of stairs. And he goes, 45. Yeah, 45. And actually, no. <laughs> and actually, no. It's like, we're going to go up as many as I can, yeah. as many as I can make or whatever the hell, right? Yeah. They make it to, what was it, 30, 35 floors or something? They something get up like, like 35 that, yeah. floors, yeah. And then he sits down or whatever, and she's like, get up. Quit being a lazy ass or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and he like, reaches out and grabs her hand, and she picks him up, basically, lifts him back up. And he's just like, I'm not a lazy ass. I'm, 50, I'm, I'm 56 yeah, years 56 old, you little shit. 56 years old. <laughs> Yeah, you little shit. And it's like kind of funny. It's a little bit of like a, a smile moment from, so you know, Daddy Daddy Joel, Daddy Pedro, right? Yeah, it, it seemed you know, genuine. It, it seemed very it seemed like, like a bit the, of bond. The dialogue seemed very realistic and very like not written. It just seemed like, just like you know, fuck you, little shit. I'm 56 years old. <laughs> and even when, even when Ellie said uh, just earlier when they were climbing into the sort of the FedEx room to get into that building or whatever, and he's just he's like, where would you be without me? Because she needed him or he needed her to unlock the door. And 
<laughs> he just says, Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice little pot shot there off the side. So I thought that was pretty that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was a little bit dialogue. of yeah, a little bit of like the the Joel and Ellie banter that you kind of you kind of show up for for the game. That's kind of what makes it so wholesome, but yet so uniquely dark. Sorry, cat hair, everybody. Woo! Um, and yeah, so then they they find a spot on the thirty fifth floor. There's Joel breaking the glass and making the, the 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 stretch of glass for them to to walk across or whatever. And you see, uh, she says, "Are you gonna hear it? Are you sure you're gonna hear it?" You don't hear so good on your right side or whatever. And that's funny because that's the side he has turned to her when she's yelling his name. And he goes, what? 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 Right? And yeah. that's also the side that he was laying on. Oh, always. He was always laying on his right side. And that's oh, what kept his like left ear <clears throat> open. Right? Yep. So in all the scenes, he turns away from her. And they never really face each other. But in that scene, he had rolled over and was like, listen, if you don't want to talk about now it's not your first time, you don't have to because she didn't want to. And he mentioned it. Right. But he like looked to her and said, I'm just saying it's not fair and blah, blah, blah. Right. And uh, that's when she pointed out. Yeah, you don't hear very good on, on that side. So and he like rolls back over to the other side. It's like, you know, oh, you're right. And like rolls back over on the other one. And like he's like, whatever, go to sleep, basically. Right. Let's go to bed. Yeah, it didn't help and, him, though. <laughs> no right a hundred percent so yeah you sure you're gonna hear it and he's like yeah i am yeah no one's gonna come for us no they're not well yeah no to be honest though like the the people who snuck up on them were smart enough to walk around the glass obviously they yeah were... i mean that's how they survived the yeah. the army of people that would have killed them and eaten them by that point yeah i have so... a, i have a cool little reference photo here actually from uh nice from the attic set because that that whole attic set like yeah, building all these timbers. Well, that is in the that is in the game. I'm pretty sure the attic set. Is it like the attic? Yeah, itself. with all these yeah. like the cool paintings yeah. on the wall that they showcase, like the superhero thing. Yeah, yeah. This I was... feel like I feel like something very very like that is in the game at the very least. Interesting. Yeah, I I actually never got far enough in the game to meet these characters. So my imp- my first impression of these characters is through the series, and I don't know Do if I ever know... I don't know if I ever saw you playing the game when these characters were in. So this is Moses. this is all new okay. to me. Sweet Moses. I, I just can't Sweet wait for the game to Moses. come out on PC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for it to come to PC March March third or whatever the heck. Like Do you uh, know what I think? I think what would be what? really cool and I think HBO should really do is that they should make a video game out of this. Ah. <laughs> they should make a The Last of Us the game. Yeah. Last of Us the movie. The game. <laughs> the game. Last of Us, the TV, HBO's The Last of Us, the TV show, the game. And that's the full title, right? You you can have it. I'm not requesting anything, HBO. You can just have that idea. You can just go ahead and make a video game. That's all you want. Make sure you get EA EA, uh, to make it. Make sure EA (laughs) makes it. And uh, make sure there's as much microtransactions as you could. You know what? Make it free to play. A live service game. A live service game. There you go. Yeah, freemium is hell. You can have that one. Yeah. Exactly. I'll buy at least ten loot boxes if you make them. All right, or whatever you want to call them, loot loot sea cans. I don't know. Loot uh, sea cans. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm patenting yeah. so, them right away. So then we get the one sort of the closing scene. I guess the second uh, second two closing scene where obviously Joel's laying there and Ellie. Oh you know, my does god! Her that thing. pun. She's doing with the pun book, and she says, oh. "You know, she's like, did you know diarrhea is hereditary?" And Joel's like, "What the." 
fuck are you talking right and his head's like what yeah it runs in your jeans yeah it runs in your jeans dude and the, like yeah and he's this, like he's just like shut up oh <laughs> yeah. shut up he's so pissed and then he, he gets quiet for a second and then he goes that is so goddamn stupid yeah, so he got, goddamn chuckles stupid. a bit she goes you laugh motherfucker and he's like i did not <laughs> yes you did right he just starts laughing really hard, right? He's like, uh, I'm losing it. Yeah, you are. Yeah, that scene. You're losing it bad. That yeah. scene legit made me, like, well up. That was that. And, like, yeah. okay, there was the really harsh moment where they, you know, where the the guy that Ellie had to shoot in the fucking spine. Got to paralyze a man yeah. sometimes. The whole, the whole calling for his mama. That, that That hurt. That dug deep. <laughs> Uh, and then this last scene where, where she makes that pun and Joel's like, he's just like, that is so goddamn stupid. <laughs> so goddamn stupid. God, that, that just like, it it was such a wonderful, and I love how like, it felt like just such a lighthearted way to carry out the end of the episode and just be like, yeah. that's the end. But I didn't feel like it was the end because this is a shorter episode than the rest. I really had the sensation that like, oh, there's more to happen, whatever the heck, because... As soon as they fall asleep, who do they wake up to? But, you know, the young man with the superhero thing goggles painted on himself or whatever the heck, right? It's uh, Sam and Henry. Yeah. So for viewers of the show uh, and who have only seen the show and haven't really ever played the game, that's some pivotal characters in the in the story. So probably some of the most important characters in the game. Actually. Yeah, I'd be really um, interested to see because, like, I don't have a lot of frame of reference of what they what their presence was like in the game. But yeah. I do know that they are characters in the game. I just don't have okay. I don't have a lot of memory of of what that part of the game is like. So my, yeah. my the core of my experience of these characters will be what's to come on Friday. Uh, just yeah, you know, on Friday. And yeah, they got episode. a gun pointed at him, and she just goes, "Joel, Joel." She got her hands up, and uh, Joel's obviously sleeping because he's an old man. <laughs> And uh, and that's where we get a that's where we get a cut for the credits. And so I felt like I felt like that episode was short. I was like, oh, I, God, oh what's next? Oh. Why did why didn't we call this podcast "Old Man Strength"? <laughs> that would have that would have been the best way to use that. We've been like wondering about I using that it. <laughs> as a name for the podcast. Oh mm. my God, I would have. No, you know this is we have a good name. We're doing <laughs> fine. All right, it's, "Old Man Strength" is just a fun one. All right, that's. God, I wish that'll be our that'll be our second podcast. Okay, that'll (laughs) be us just talking about all these goddamn Zoomers on TikTok and complaining. We'll be doing reaction (laughs) videos when the show runs out. So we'll be be looking forward to that, guys. So yeah. So do you have any? I guess you don't really know a lot about the characters or whatever the heck where they go from here. Do you have any predictions? Anything Uh, for the next episode? No, this is like it's all new territory for me. I don't have any frame of reference from the game at this point. All I have is my. fragmented knowledge of sets which like the sets that we built like we didn't the funny thing when it comes to building sets as a carpenter on on the series is like we're not necessarily building sets in sequence you know so like like building sets one after another is not how they've been appearing in the episodes so i don't know it'd be interesting yeah i mean i'm in uncharted territory at this point Uncharted, another hit Naughty oh. Dog franchise, turned into an excellent property. That Go was watch totally that movie. on purpose. <laughs> Tom Holland and Wark Mulberg. Wow, I just had a stroke, I think. Uh, <laughs> the fuck what the fuck did I just say? Work Mar- Help Help Computer. Help kids, I'm a computer. Help computer. Wark 
<laughs> Can you say his name? Mark that... Wahlberg? M Marky Mark. Thank you. Mark Wahlberg. Thank you. What on? Jeez. Oh, my God. Jeez. <laughs> Jane the Walk Dwanson. Like, what is going on over here? I can't even think clearly. Okay. Well, that oh was an God. attempt. So, yeah, go watch that shitty movie is what I'm trying to say. Okay? It's uh, it's worth something. It certainly is not uh, not a proper brand transition like this one. Yeah, you'll definitely... Uh, <laughs> You might enjoy it. I don't know. But yeah, so carrying on from Wark Mollerberg there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just get just Why shift. Why is that eh? so Body's funny? I don't know. It's, uh, it's just a moment there. That's uh, brain cells at a 4% battery here in battery saver mode. Um, but yeah, so for uh. predictions, I want to say it concisely, uh, like I'll make three predictions. One, we will see the bloater. That's a pretty safe prediction. I mean, I think it's pretty clear. They didn't say it outright. But I think it's pretty predicted by the by the last by the trailer sort of to the next episode. I like to try to not watch those usually, but I was very curious with this one. Well, and here's I think yeah, I had my if, suspicions confirmed. if the bloater crawling out of the hole is in the trailer for yeah. episode five, yeah, then it's safe to say that that's from that hole in the floor. Yeah, that's what I think. Right. I, it's just a matter of like trying to figure out how and obviously writers are talented. There's probably some way rhyme or reason why they showed that you know that's yeah maybe I we don't know when, oh when i saw the the bloater crawling out of the hole because it's not just the bloater it's it's the bloater plus right yeah. there's, there's other yeah yeah things. there's there's but, in fact did multiple yeah. yeah when i saw that scene in the initial trailers before the series had premiered i thought that that was from a set that i can't speak of yet okay. and that is not come into it's probably later on Wark Malberg Wark God damn it stop hitting me with that <laughs> No yeah so like I I I think you're probably right cuz like that that was weird it was weird seeing like the the ground just like swelling and moving like that it, yeah, it's very strange kind of I I had a moment there where I thought oh could we have ourselves like a rat king situation mm. But the rat king was specific to part 2 in the way that the fungus grows differently in highly damp areas, highly humid areas, because fungus functions differently. Yeah, of course. Things yeah. are wet. So they had different types of infected out in the Seattle area. So, I mean, that'll make for a really exciting part, too, when the Rat King shows up. That'll be something else to yeah. behold. I don't know if you ever looked that up after I told you about that, but no. the Rat King is something else, dude. Holy cow. Yeah, no, nightmarish. I kind of want to just leave it to, to see what the whatever HBO does with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if they could do it justice, but we'll see. We'll see. Depends how they do the bloater. If they did the bloater right, the Rat King will be something else. You so, know what? Yeah, so that's maybe, next Maybe episode. you should just do another uh, Last of Us 2 twitch.tv slash seductro speedrun oh my god a speedrun I, I don't know <laughs> i play things on the hardest difficulty yeah i don't know if i could speed run that i could i could show you how fast i can cry <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty quick i think in that game i could probably within like half an hour i think i'm able to cry openly for probably the rest of it so yeah i would say it only takes you about you know par three Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say so. Honestly, I feel like it's a bit of a birdie with that one. So, yeah, so, uh, you know, carrying on. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so prediction one, prediction two, we're going to sort of see a fleshing out of the connection between Henry and this lady Kathleen. I'm assuming Kathleen was part of the QZ and maybe opposed Fedra mm. and made Kansas City a free city, oh, right? She'd like maybe a she was leading pirate, an opposition. Like total mutiny. 
I think that's what happened, basically. So I think that's why, and I think that's how her brother got ratted out. Was maybe Henry was trying to trying to sort of keep the uh, what do you call it this, the descent at a minimum or what you know needed to rat somebody out to protect his brother or something, right? And maybe he was trying to stop this revolution from happening because you know he could see it was radicalized or whatever, right? And didn't want to be part of that. So. Or who knows? It could be racist. Could be anything. Could be all sorts of things. So we'll we'll come to see more of Kathleen as a fleshed out character, which I think will be interesting. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think there's gonna be a bit of mutiny just based off the fact that there's a QZ and we have fully armed out guys and Fedra equipment and all that stuff. Obviously, there's been some disagreement in that 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 QZ. So so that's that's uh, quarantine zone for those who don't know what QZ is. And uh, yeah, my third prediction is gonna be uh, that we're gonna see Joel. I think rely on ellie a lot more than he has previously i think it's going to be an action-packed episode i think there's going to be a lot of of combat and i think you're going to sort of see through the bond between sam and henry like little person big person that you know ellie kind of learns and takes things from from sam and you know their their bond or whatever and you know wants to you know i looks up to them in, in a certain way right that she sort of takes on a on a leadership role and a little bit of that survivor's guilt will start to crop up more so because she's seen a lot of people falling to things that she's immune to or has been protected from, you know, so we'll see more of her processing that sort of survivor's guilt uh, in, in whatever way that takes shape. Right. So because yeah. we already know she's had to deal with that <clears throat> from her very first encounter. I won't spoil anything, but her very first encounter with the infected, which she was bit but not infected and has been bitten again and again, not infected, but that was Tess's death. Right. So she's seen sort of an immunity to these things in a way that other people are, are you know, morbidly afraid of that she doesn't have to worry about. So I think she, she's dealing with that and will be forced to deal with that sort of as this, as this crops up The game has themes of that, but it was never quite fully explored. So I feel like that's kind of what we're going to be kind of what we're going to be expecting from, from that. So yeah, that's, those are I'm my excited. three predictions. And it's yeah, it's yeah. Monday now as is when we're recording this, so we don't have long to wait. Yeah, um, it's freaking Tuesday, buddy. Not wait, even. It's Tuesday. Wait, is it? Yeah, man. Yeah, we're coming up on Wednesday Jesus. right away here. Right, it is. Yeah, um, yeah. So you, you know, uh, actually, we, we, we only actually, have a few days. We touched on this at the start of the episode, and we got distracted. But I did want to show um, about the the vehicles. Just oh yes, just yes, yes. Toss this in here. I just I scrolled down in my pictures, and I realized I was like, yeah, I want to show this. So. When it comes to like Bill's truck, right? Yeah. The one thing that I wanted to talk about was this particular like rig, right? The 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 buggy rig that's on top, and then uh, Tom Tommy's vehicle as well. So yeah. one thing that I learned when these vehicles came into the shop afterwards, when we were like kind of storing them, this whole rig that's up top, you can see like these these cables that are run off the side. That's like the brake lines and the steering and like, like the fluid for. Shut up. So shut up. Yeah. So whenever <laughs> whenever there's a scene like we're, we're talking like when Joel and Ellie are on the highway and they're driving. Yeah. And they're talking and they're kind of looking at each other here and there. Whenever yeah. there's this is a thing that's Hollywood. I guess it's something that just is standard in Hollywood. There, if there's ever a scene where there's people in the car and they need to act. And they need to like yeah. do things. Somebody is sitting on the roof of that car driving that vehicle. Because the <laughs> actor's not allowed 
the actor's not allowed to drive that vehicle and not look at the road, right? It's it's an insurance risk. So you've they, got some motherfucker up there playing Gran Turismo yeah, with your you've life. Got some dude up there driving the vehicle so that the like Pedro's just sitting there holding the wheel and the wheel's moving with the with the tires, right? Yeah. But the person actually moving the wheel is on the ceiling of that vehicle. And, yeah, it's how wild. Do we, how do we get driver's instructors to take that? How do we get our? How do we put our driver's instructor on the roof <laughs> yeah, so right, we can be a little right. less anxious when we're in the car? You know. Yeah, you know what's funny is you go to your driver's ed test for your your class five <laughs> license, and you bring yeah. this vehicle, and <laughs> you've got your 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 dad or whatever sitting on the roof driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> your dad exactly. That's so funny. You're so skilled at this. Oh, yeah. Thanks, oh my thanks. god, you're so good at this. Just um, slap the roof. Good job, Dad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy, eh? Like they they built this this whole rig. They welded it to the ceiling of the car. It looks like it would be a turret, like a mounted yeah. chain gun from Mad Max or something. I'm waiting for a dude to get up and play guitar on the roof of that thing. Yeah, and then like I think I, there was one. Where was it? Fuck. So you can see right here. There's one, two, three of Bill's truck, and yeah. what's what's not pictured here is the one that was trashed. So there was. I think there was mm -hmm. four. I think there was four. There was definitely two. a spot missing there. Yeah, and I, I don't know why, right? They're they're all like complete replicas of each other. I think there was two or three of Tommy's, and then yeah, I can't remember what this uh, this other one is. Uh, again, HBO. I'm sorry, it, whatever. That that thing's in the shot. It, it, I'm pretty sure that Pontiac Sunfire, or whatever <laughs> the hell that is, is not really much of a spoiler. <laughs> totally inconsequential to the story of this. Yeah, maybe series. that's what they leave in. Who knows? Who really cares? <laughs> yeah, but that I think that was one of the coolest. That like the the windows doing the gimbal to like offset the reflection of the camera, and yeah. the the cockpit bolted to the roof of cars. I've I, I've been watching House of the Dragon. Oh uh, yeah, and like House of Dragons. Wait. House Critically of, acclaimed House show, of, wait, House of Dragons. House of Dragons? It's House of the Dragon. I'm pretty sure it's House of Dragons. <laughs> uh, Warwick type, Malberg. Type one in chat, if, or two in chat, if it's... Anyway. Yeah, leave a comment. Leave a comment. <laughs> HBO's critically acclaimed series. Vel, sorry. Uh, uh, Velma. The oh, sorry. Uh, game. No. Uh, the House of Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've been, I've been watching that series, and like... I can't like even there's a scene where they like, they walk into this giant hall and like the yeah. doors swing open and all I can pay attention is to like man it would have been so cool to build that door. <laughs> it's like yep. I, or the I, or the throne. Yeah, like that I throne, my, you know, I'm definitely stuff. a little bit jaded or not not jaded. I don't know. Jaded <laughs> implies like that was quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one I worked on one film. No, it's yeah, just I'm I, already pissed. <laughs> I can see through it, unfortunately. Like I can see through some of yeah. the the illusion now, and it's like it's now you affecting know what it's everything. like when I go into the settings of video games, yeah. <laughs> and I can't stop changing them because I I just know it could look better if I fucked with it a little more. You know, I see too many strings when I look at everything. I'm like, no, my immersion. That's why when I play a console game, I'm very grateful that they just take that away from me because that's sometimes. You know, like games like The Last of Us, I really get to fully enjoy it because I'm not constantly turning the ray tracing on and off and back on and off and, you know, trying to get my best performance in 300 frames per second. It's just like, <laughs> no, play this game, you stupid asshole. It's a PS4. Just play yeah, it. It doesn't you, run that good. Just deal with it. It's, I'm like, yep. You're really, you're really do. 
you know, speaking highly of, you know, communism right now, just strip everybody of all of their agency. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is everyone gets a PS4 if you elect me for commie president 2022. <laughs> that, wait, that already passed. Uh, shit, you guys didn't do that? What the hell? <laughs> commie presidente? Come on. <laughs> So, All I mean, right. that's, that's I guess that's our episode. I think Daddy yeah, Pedro, well. episode four. And, yeah, you've got the next episode coming out on Friday. So we'll, we are adjusting our schedule a little bit, trying to get this one out a little earlier. So if you're wondering why they've been smashed together, it's because we realized we had to kind of put a little bit of a hurry on it So before that next episode happens. So, yeah, look forward to action-packed episode five, and uh, we'll probably have lots to say about it. So tune in. And uh, until then, follow me at twitch.tv slash seductro. Like, comment, subscribe, ring the notification bell. You know what to do. All of those numbers mean everything. The amount of support we've got so far means the world. We love it. We're bragging about it. We like to tell our friends, our moms know. It's great. You know, we're really, really out here bragging about it. Yeah, so, if you, if you want to so see much. this guy absolutely unhinged, go to Twitch. This is <laughs> yeah, twitch.tv slash the doctor. Yeah, I scream a lot and swear and <laughs> the podcast say of us is the, is the shirt and tie version of this man. <laughs> I don't tell my mom about that one, I'll be honest. <laughs> Leave her out of any of those inside jokes because uh, I don't want to be disowned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're uh, so, we've stuck the landing. Until next time. Yes, signing off. Um, stay clear of bloaters. We'll see you in episode yeah. five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Later. Uh.